What's up? And welcome to another episode of Hot Takes and Pancakes. I am Dan Bauer, and with me, as always, is the GOAT Tom Brady to my Rob Gronkowski, Ron Capalbo. What's up, Ronnie? Hey, man. I'm really, you know, at first I was like, I don't want to be Tom Brady, but then I realized he is the GOAT, so it makes sense. Yeah. I guess you're going with that. He's got good hair. And again, when it comes to hands, I need to be the receiver. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, I have just as good of hands as Gronk. He just is like six six. Yeah, you definitely have better hands than like three of the receivers on the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Here's the thing: I'm glad you're bringing this up. I was so right in our last episode about rooting for the Bucks, betting on them, and you and Coob were sitting there essentially telling me I was ugly and I couldn't read good and I don't know things. And then I come away victorious. And it was listen man it was weird it was an ass whooping like it really was yeah no it was and there was not one i don't even think the people that thought the bucks were gonna win thought that game was gonna be the way it was that is correct speaking (laughs) as one of them and part of me even thinks like there was like a small inkling of you that was almost doing it ironically because it was just tom brady and you weren't actually like sitting there going okay football sense i think tampa bay is gonna win um ironically to an extent because i do everything ironically but my ironic sense was that just that team because of him there would work it out and that's fair i've just i guess hmm, i don't know i i keep going back to that day and i mean there were so many guys on the chiefs that had possibly i mean i feel like kelsey had his worst game of the season no, I mean he's still maybe not numbers wise, but 120 he had two, yards. He had two drops. But also he had Levante David on him. And I just think that in the end, and also too, they were just thrown a little off their rocker. But like uh, we were talking earlier, and like their drops, though that's just shit that, that happens when it's not your day. And everything no, kind of happened. Yeah. It just wasn't their day, and it never was. No, and I had said to you, and it was just crazy that I think he had seven incomplete passes that were possibly seven of the greatest incomplete passes of all time. I had heard a stat that his scramble yards equated to like 500 yards. That's nuts. And he would finish those still almost completing passes. And as again, the founder of the first team all hands club, I was getting pissed when he would fling it to the end zone and it went through defender's hands and hit his own guy in the face mask. I was so mad. And again, Dude, I was rooting yeah. for the Bucks, and I was so angry that that guy dropped that pass because I told you if he comes down with that after Mahomes' scramble, that goes down in Super Bowl lore as one of the greatest plays ever. And there was two of those. There was two of those. Yeah, the one in the corner too where he dove for it. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that one. There was two of them that I thought could have. There was one at the end of the game. And then one towards the end of the first half that were two that were totally catchable balls. And then the one that he dove for would have been miraculous. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Sick. Just insane. Anyway, you were right. I was wrong. Yes. I, um, oh, my I, God. I, admit that. I know. It feels good. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had a blast, too, on Super Bowl Sunday. I drove to Denver. I crossed state lines. I activated my FanDuel account. I got a $50 bonus from Tony. Okay, sad note, though, in hindsight, it's a real motherfuck, is I looked at all my podcasts to see if there's FanDuel Sportsbook promo codes. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find one, but, like, if I use Tony's code, 
mm-hmm. uh, it gave 50 bucks to him, 50 bucks for me in uh, cool. credits, which is great. But had I just listened just a smidge more and meaning like I was listening, I was in the middle of a Ryan Russillo podcast. And if I were to just listen till the end, one of the codes was it was an odds boost on the money line of a bet of $10 more where it became like 50, it boosted it by 50, whatever it was. If you put down five bucks, you could win $245. I didn't hear that. And I would have put that down Buccaneers on the money line. So I would have won like 250 bucks just off this promo code. But what I did is I just put 10 bucks down on the spread, but I had a blast, man. My whole thing is like, I put a dollar down on Byron Pringle to have the first catch of the game. Won me 13 bucks. There's other fun ones like the over under of the Jersey number of the first touchdown scored. That was good. And then I went real Gronk heavy, which was also very fruitful. Yeah. <laughs> we it, talked it, about that. That was something that me and Coop both agreed on last, last episode. Yeah. You just in the Super I need Bowl wins here every once in a while, man, it was, it was a bad day. Yeah. Like I, I had, I think 25 or 26 bets and I ended up down only like 32 bucks. Wow. So it ended up being all right. And then the ones I hit were fun. And then like I put down some ridiculous parlays, like $2 to win 897 kind of deals. Right. And most of my buck stuff hit and none of my chief stuff hit. It's crazy, man. I'm, I'm still baffled. They weren't able to do any, they didn't score one time. Like it's insane. So Tony had a parlay that hit and you'll like this combo it was Gronk to score the first touchdown and Patrick Mahomes under 320. Wow. <laughs> he, wow. What a ball. He won 156 bucks off it. Wow. But this That's is cool. how Tony and I were, is we printed them out. Like we took all of our bets from FanDuel, printed them out, and like we had pens in our ears and we were like, after every quarter, we'd meet up at his kitchen table and we called it the war room. That's amazing. Yeah, it was me, him, and his work buddy, Ruben. And my printout was six pages long, and Tony's was 12. So the fact that you said of just, like, randomly while he's sitting there at his computer for two hours making bets, he decided to parlay Gronk with the first touchdown and Mahomes under on the passing yards. It's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so so there it is. You were correct also in saying that – the NFL season would finish. Every game was played. Yeah. I'm surprised, uh, but here we are. It's wild. It's sad because now we don't have football for a while. Sure. But and- see, the thing with football is it's such an all-year thing because already there's plenty to talk about, and then the draft is around the corner, and mm-hmm. really the, the time between the draft and preseason is when it's kind of got its biggest slow. But yeah. now we get to talk draft shit and kind of trades and all the mess that is the quarterback situations for just about fucking every team. I know. I saw, I think it was Adam Schefter reported that the over under on teams having a new starting quarterback going into 2021, then the majority of their game started was 17. You know, there's a lot up in the air and kind of what I wanted to do with this episode is like I was saying is, kind of wrap up our year you know we started doing this late in the season and it was fun to do it again and we could pull another episode like pre-draft that can like talk about movement because there's bound to be a bunch or there might be one post-draft because a lot of it's going to be draft based really it's true everybody wants i mean 
there's so many teams that want to upgrade their situation and whether or not they've traded for a guy or then get the guy they want in the draft is going to determine what they do after it too. So yeah. yeah. very interesting. And I'm curious. Cause like we're coming upon a year where we could have five first round picks and that's not even including Kyle Trask. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> wild, man. And it's unprecedented the amount. And I think we're coming upon now too, where we're kind of, we could even fuck. We could even call it two for two of quarterbacks at the late stages of their career going somewhere and having some success for a year. And I'm sure I'm putting Phillip rivers in that mix too, because no, I agree. Yeah. He, he led Indianapolis to the playoffs. And then of course, Tom Brady walked through that door. Did he have a successful year though? Tom Brady, would you say? No, could have no. been better. You know, he was just, he was too drunk afterwards. And how dare he, Listen, according to the internet. You want to, do you want to go on on that one? Because my only thing is, is there is too many times that I've seen other players that have not even been that inebriated or that ridiculous about something that everyone's on them for the same shit. And just because you're Tom Brady does not give you a pass Oh, stop it. It made me like him even more. (laughs) I'm fine with him doing his thing. The problem is, is we are in a Panda Express and you have to be cautious of what you're doing and what you're promoting. And, you know, people already aren't wearing masks enough and people already are being super cavalier with shit. And maybe it is my take because I know people that have died because of COVID. So I'm a little extra cautious with it. But, I mean, you've got to realize you are, I mean, yes, you should be able to let loose and do your thing. But, I mean, come on. That was me. Two points here. Number one, you called it a Panda Express? Yes. It's awesome. I've called it a Panda Labyrinth, a Panda Express. Yeah. Big fan of what you did there. Point number two, he won a seventh Super Bowl. Like, I just, I, it's, it's tough for me when they're on boats and for a 40 year old dude to get hammered, like the things we would have done as Super Bowl champions are insane. Dude, it goes back to what we were saying about like, I mean, I was more upset at the fact that you're talking about you're in Florida and. Oh, that was my second point. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but COVID doesn't exist down there. Yeah, I know. And, and I guess that's my only thing is like, it goes back to the Justin, uh, what's his bucket? Yeah. Red turn two. Justin Turner. Yeah. It just goes to like, with great power comes great responsibility. I get it. I know who you are. I think you should be able to let loose. But like, realize that there are people that emulate what you do. If that was, here's a, here's an example. Is that, if Cam Newton had won the Super Bowl and that was Cam Newton. He, he would have been t- torn right. to fucking shreds. That's like my one thing about it. I don't disagree that he should be allowed to do what he fucking did. But like people that are a little annoyed, like I'm like, yeah, it was a little, it was a little reckless. Yeah. No, and but I almost want to do it because of if it was someone else. The hypocrisy there. Jesus. Dude, I would. I think about if it was, even if it was Patrick Mahomes that did a similar thing, people would be like, oh, just he wins two servos and thinks he's the shit. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I always have to look at the both sides of the coin on that. Like, I'm not mad at him. If I'm being honest, I'm part of me just wants to take the other side of it. It's just yeah, I kind of you, also see. I was why. damn near making drunk Tom Brady jokes, and you turned it into something real. And it was all very good points. 
regardless. So going back to, I guess, my main point of just, yeah, I think we're in an era now too, where we're going to start to see, and I mentioned, we've talked about this a bit previously. We're going to start to see some legends potentially move around late in their career. And that was off an article I read today where the Steelers GM is just kind of like, you know, as of now, Ben is our quarterback, but that's it. That's, that's exactly what they said about Jared Goff two and a half days before he got traded. (laughs) (laughs) But like, God, it goes to me that that whole thing goes back to, and it's, it's kind of similar to what happened with Brett Favre and what was kind of rumored to be happening with Aaron Rodgers, even though it's probably not an issue, but it's like, what do you owe these guys? You know, like I remember when Derek Jeter was signed for this huge contract at the end of his career and there were people that were pissed, but I was just like, yo, the dude has earned it, whatever. Yeah. Like, and there's times where you look at like any company when they pay someone for what they've brought to the company, that's usually the right moral thing to do. Now, I get this is also a business, and especially with a salary cap, you got to watch what the fuck you're doing. But, I mean, I don't know. When when a guy has done for you things that, you know, you wouldn't have gotten without him, like, at what point do you owe him something? And at what point do you owe the fans and you move on and you say, fuck off? It's a tough web we weave, especially when you see that how much cap trouble the Steels are potentially in. But Ben has also said, I think it is in an article with The Athletic, he's like, I don't give a fuck if I make any money this year. He just kind of wants to play and finish things out. And then his guy Marquise Pouncey retired. And remember, Mm -hmm. did did we have that discussion where he said that they were going to play as long as each other did? I was surprised. I didn't realize how young the Pouncey twins were. Only like 31, 32. Yeah. Granted, those dudes are linemen that have just gotten their – asses beat for years but he has like that's the thing with ben and i don't know you look at it and maybe it's similar to the tom brady situation where he just needs a change of scenery and he's still good but he because you watched tom brady at the end of last year and you were starting to wonder if he still had it anymore and that's kind of what people are wondering about ben because ben's been like eh this year but I don't know. Maybe he does need to change the scenery. Maybe he needs to go down to fucking Florida, play for the Dolphins or something. What's interesting? <laughs> wow. Fuck. I hadn't thought of that one. There's a difference between the two because I don't see Ben doing that. No, he seems like someone that is more going to stick out the rest of his career in Pittsburgh. If they yeah. Win. It didn't totally. surprise me when Tom left for whatever reason, but Ben, it would surprise me. Hmm. Yeah, no, you you might be right. And um, I don't like I said, I don't know what that means or why, but and I do think that inevitably what they're doing is just figuring out the financials. And I've said this all along. I think that the Steelers doing the Ben one last year, give him a retirement tour, and also draft a quarterback and or free agent to have underneath him is as good as a move as they can potentially have, especially this year with such a potentially great draft class and potentially great free agent class and, or, you know, movement all the way around. Okay. So here's a question for you. Based on what the GM said, Mm -hmm. that means that there is a path that they may take that does not include Ben under center next center next year, because if they didn't believe that path existed, they would have come out and said, he is our quarterback next. I agree. So 
So that's interesting because I've I wrote down a list, and so we'll we'll start with Pittsburgh. But is this a tease? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Next, right. um, but first I want I did want to say like so if he does move on from Pittsburgh, whether that be via trade, retirement, or being released, would yeah. that be the third option? Is that an option? Because basically everything I read about his stuff is just regardless of what happens, whether it be retirement, trade essentially anything but like reworking his deal is it's right. a massive dead cap hit for them in a year where we're coming off of like a pandemic year where the cap's not going to be as good. But like I said, they've got it. If, if there's an option of them doing some, there's got to be an option of them doing something else besides reworking his deal because they said that. Yeah. Like that he might not be the guy. Like, okay. I mean, whether yeah. that's a 2% chance or it's a 25% chance, it's a chance. Mm-hmm. So if that happens, like let's say he gets released do you think he just like retires or I, does does he try to play again he feels like a guy that retired me but why do i, I think did. that i think because the only reason he would play again and this is the the thing that weirds me out the most is he has been beat up his whole career yeah the dude just looked like a shell of himself this past season so if he plays again that means it's to run it back or for the people of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yes. You know, Tom Brady had legacy too. And he, he was moving on because he had thing He wanted to win another Super Bowl. Like, I don't think Ben has enough left in the tank mentally or physically to go to another team to try to pull what Tom Brady did. I just don't think he has that drive. That's not what his driving force is. I agree. Interesting. Okay, let's go to the list. All right. So this came from Adam Schefter saying that the over-under was 17 and he's taking the over, which means he believes that there's going to be 18 quarterback changes this year, which is fucking silly. So I decided to write down all the teams. Yes. And I categorized them in Ooh. dang put. So okay. that's like almost, oh, I'm, I'm calling it the 100% staying put. Okay. The the already gone's, mm-hmm. the on the way outs, the pretty good chances, and the hmm, maybe. All right. <laughs> is this all thirty teams, by the way, or is this all just the seventeen? Teams. All thirty-two teams. Okay. Josh. And what this the reason I did this is because I wanted to see as far as the between the already gone and on the way out. Yeah. We're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Okay. So we have to hit seventeen. Wow. Right. So then if we add the pretty good chances, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, we then hit our 17. Yeah. And if it's going to be over, that means the maybes have to be one, which is awesome. All right. Let's do it. Ready? Yep. What do you want to hear first? This is you. Lead, Lead the way. All right. So already gone. We'll just get these out of the way. We've got Detroit, the Rams, Jacksonville. Indianapolis, and I included New England in there, even though it probably is more like an on the way out because Cam's not going to stay in New England is apparently the, the thing. As far right. as, yeah, no, that's, yeah, consider them in the hunt. Okay. So there's five. Uh, on the way out, these are also ones, I guess I could have put New England in this one because I've got New Orleans, which I think we're all kind of in agreement he's retiring, right? Yeah. Okay. Philly, because they're pretty much trying to do everything to trade Carson Wentz. Yep. 
And then the Washington football team doesn't seem like they're bringing Alex Smith back. Which is a real bummer. I don't know why. He. I just read an article where he is going to sit down and talk with his wife, but he wants to play. That's what he he played too well. But here's the thing, and I think I think he played the best he can play. And watching them in the, you know, granted it was against the, you know, future Super Bowl champs, but he looked, oh no, he didn't play against them. That's right. Uh, it was the week before he looked like he could not move the ball. Like they ended up winning. That but, calf issue, granted. But I think that we've, like, he might be a guy that goes to a team that needs a veteran presence or or something like that. I um, it's Yeah, maybe. Also, the here, I'll just do this for fun. The <laughs> wait, the football <laughs> team, they uh they re-signed Heineke, so I'm kind of cool with that. I don't think he's the starter though. No, he's not a, but I still love the story. No, it's great. I just he's he's got a um like a Doug Flutie vibe to him to me, where it's like <laughs> he outperformed, like he had the best game of his career. I, and, but again, the fact that they rewarded that in that story. Totally. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not about. saying that they shouldn't have. I'm just saying that does he, he's like anyone that's going, he should be the starter. I'm always just like, eh, pump the brakes a little. You know what I mean? Like, too many good play- there's too many good options yeah. out there. No, no, no. He's not one of the 32 best. Co- he had a game that might have looked like it, but like over 16 games. And that's the other thing. Like, he'll get figured out. Yeah. Like, he's not uber talented. Um, <laughs> Here's anyway, something okay. I just thought of, Ron. Do the Steelers already have their quarterback in waiting behind Ben? I don't think so. You don't think Dwayne Haskins can completely recover his career out of nowhere? Oh, you meant the Steelers? Yeah. Wait, he got signed by... Ooh, you Steelers? didn't know that. Yeah, the no. Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins. Wow. No, I don't think so. I think Dwayne Haskins is a bust. Yeah, correct. Also, <laughs> and it just goes, yeah, 100% correct. It also, I I was thinking about this too. Like, historically, first-round quarterbacks, 50% work out. That's true. Yeah, I guess. And you it's not, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no, like, I mean, you can, even if you're someone that is a phenomenal, court, like, evaluator of quarterbacks, like, you don't get it right every time. Like it's that's fucking weird. I know. And that's, so that's what, again, like if we have, let's even put Trask cause he's like theoretically an early second rounder. Uh-huh. Three of those six guys won't work out. And that's wild. And I, I'm even more in on this theory because of how, cause I, I love to uh, so fuck uh-huh. And the fact that people are already being like, well, is he, I'm just like, shut up. But to me, it's too, I don't know. It's too early. I saw a hundred percent agree with you, but like I said, played against Arizona. And then I think there was one more in the year where I'm like, he showed what he can be. And he's phenomenal. But like, you look at like the fact that Jameis and Mariota out of those two, neither of them ended up being career changing guys. It's so wild. So, all right, continue on with your list. All right. So we got those eight, right? Yep. Yep. Let's move on to the pretty good chance. And we can, you know, argue these a little bit here but i'm gonna say carolina pretty good chance okay uh chicago which even might chance. be an on the way out but i'll put that oh so, yeah wait what is our pretty good chance here what's the difference between on the way out and pretty good chance on the way out is it's it's basically a done deal so i i almost want to put chicago up there but 
It definitely sounds like they have no interest in having Mitch Trubisky be in their starting quarterback next year. Or Nick Foles, if whoever you correct, want to consider. White. Yeah. Okay. Now, Carolina is interesting because I think I could see them starting the year with him. I do too. That's where, like, I, I, they are in the market. They're a 50 50 for sure. But yeah, I don't think like they would be devastated like the Bears would be if nothing comes their way. Let's call let's call a pretty good chance, like a 20 to a 90% chance <laughs> and on the way out a 90 and above. Okay, cool. All right. 20 to 90 is the range you gave me. Well, I think it is. It's like <laughs> I mean, because my maybes are like five to ten. Touche. <laughs> All right. So All right. Yeah, Carolina, Chicago. Okay. Atlanta. I've been hearing Matt Ryan's name be be used a lot. What category is they're definitely going to draft a quarterback with their fourth pick? What category does that fall into for you? I mean, that's got to be there. But here's the other thing, though, I guess, looking at it. Matt Ryan could start the year and be just have someone, you know, breathing down his neck. Yeah, but what I'm like, they are drafting a quarterback. I don't know, like, what, like, what category of that is for you? Because whatever that is, that's what Dan would like. If I had a touch screen. You would click that one? I would well, click okay, that into they are drafting a first-round quarterback. Does that mean – because this is what this is all about, is who starts game one next year? Is it the same guy the same guy that's been there or someone else? And someone so else is what I would – I would start, someone else. Okay. So then, yeah, that's pretty good chance, 20 yeah. to 90%. <laughs> yep, correct. <laughs> all right. Uh, Denver. If they don't get – Deshaun, it will be Drew Locke. Are you saying that? See, that's why I put 20%. That's why I included the 20%. Because the odds of them getting Deshaun are probably about 20%. <laughs> yeah. That's the only other guy I've heard mentioned there. And then when John Elway promoted himself <laughs> to give them a GM <laughs> final tool. And oh, they, they want Fangio still, and they just keep saying good things about Drew Locke. So, okay, maybe I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I. That's why it's a twenty. That's a yeah, twenty. It's a twenty because I See, actually. That's think, why they're included. If you were to ask me what my guess is, my guess is is Drew Locke is their game one starter next year. Okay, here's one that may bring up a little bit of uncertainty. This one I went back and forth between the maybe and the pretty good chance, and that's Las Vegas. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm, I was just like, I, I don't fucking know. Las Vegas themselves are pretty mum about who, about whether or not, like they've not said that he's our guy and they've not said he isn't. They haven't said shit. No. But analysts all over the NFL and ESPN have been speculating for two years now that he might not be the guy there. So that's why I put it in pretty good chance. It may be more of a maybe, but. We'll, we'll leave it at pretty good chance. Obviously, I have Houston here. Even though Houston has come out and said they are not trading Deshaun Watson, I just – I don't I don't see him I, – I would put that above 50% he doesn't start for them. I still just believe that they have fractured that relationship so much, and his biggest value is probably either they feel it's just before the draft or just after the draft. When you've got a team like, I don't know, the Jets, who 
or Atlanta, or I, I just, I don't know if a team misses out on a quarterback they want, how, like, if they're just going to overpay for Deshaun, and maybe that's what Houston is going for. Yeah, because in my head, I was curious that you'd think the market for him would be as high as it could be right now, seeing what Stafford, yeah. what Stafford got. Hmm. But, or is he like a draft day or like draft? Could be week? right before. Yeah, yeah draft. I don't know. Right I don't not the bears i don't really care I'm, I'm interested with that there's so many places he could still go i mean people have been talking about it forever and i have another one that i thought was really interesting that is in the maybe that we'll talk about later on but moving on uh, miami is obviously another one that i i almost ha- i have this one below 50 because i believe in my hardest of hearts that tua is going to be there I do. And maybe it's just because I want him to be. But. I think, that, and then I think they're going to draft one of his like Alabama receivers, whether it's. I think uh, yeah, you give him another shot mm-hmm. with a uh, with with some dudes. Totally. Yep. San Francisco is an interesting one. It feels like they'll have a new starting quarterback next year. Which, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, that team is really good. So maybe you're trying to pull what the Rams did and just upgrade a serviceable qb to one that's better it feels like that's the way they would go right yeah it's just like who who (laughs) i heard matt ryan's name tied there and i'm just like interesting obviously deshaun watson but like what are they willing to give up a shit ton for him i I heard aaron Rodgers, which was fucking hysterical to me but like Um, i love george kittle I think Brandon Ayuk looks like a stud. Where did um, he go to school? That's what. What's crazy is you guys had two first round picks back to back, and uh-huh. the, the less noisiest of the two is the one that's a player. For now, stop. Do you still you still have Nikhil Harry stock, dude? I loved Nikhil Harry. I know you sorry. did. I wouldn't have known anything about him had it not been for you. <laughs> Oh, never um, mind, Ron, because that feels like a move I would do, and I appreciate that. I love Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> man. Yeah. Okay. So, so San Francisco is interesting. I think they've got they've got so much talent there, and, and they play. were so banged up this last year. Raheem Mostert totally. looks like he's legit. Worth yeah. worst running back. Their defense is obviously good. If they can get like, I, and you know, <laughs> this podcast is well aware of how much I think of Matt Ryan, but. <laughs> He's an upgrade. He is. And if he goes back to his coach that made him the guy for a year, you know, so, all right. All right. And the last one on the pretty good chance is the New York Jets. Yes. And that for obvious reasons. And we don't know what's going to happen, but so that gives us, and that's the thing. There's a couple, like you were saying, like, does Denver have a new starting quarterback? Does Las Vegas have a new starting quarterback? Does Carolina, does Atlanta, and you think Atlanta does, but does Miami, like, that's still, if we're going to hit 17, there's got to be some in there that we're not mm-hmm. thinking about. And so here are the ones that everyone, I would say 90% of people would go bullshit, no way. But, okay. but I, I, I don't know. Okay. Obviously my first one's Green Bay. Yeah. Get that one off the list. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Pittsburgh was my other one. Get back to me. Okay. As of right um, now, I would say get that one off the list. Now, this one's a ridiculous one that I had in staying put, but I read something. And so I just put it in here because it's the only, it, it, it's as much, it's 99.9% not going to happen. Yeah. And that's Seattle. 
uh what a weird fucking story that's becoming it's it's strange and like i've even heard like i think nick wright even had a trade like he called it the best like segment he's ever yeah and i'm just like in what fucking universe do they get rid of the only good player on their team <laughs> and that's a, yeah but it's just the the thing that's weird about that is russ is finally speaking out russ is finally saying something of sustenance that's fair the dude has always been the guy that like you know does the most basic bland blob bullshit press conferences and he mm-hmm. finally came out on a show granted that he's comfortable on the Dan Patrick show, but he finally said something. And I was like, I like this. And also though, I tie that into my earlier thought of the Tom Brady theory. Like we're about to like, we're going to see. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he thinks he's better. Th- you know what I think it comes down to? I think he thinks he is better than the team. Yeah. And I think Tom Brady thought he was better than the team that was put together from New England. I think that's how Russell Wilson feels. And he doesn't owe Seattle anything. And he's miraculous. And he know. And I think he looks at what Tom Brady did and goes, fuck, somebody put me on a team that like, I, I mean, if you take Tom Brady off the Tampa Bay Bucks and you put, you could probably put like six or seven guys on there that maybe they don't make Super Bowl or win it, but that like could. Yeah. And like Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl on that Tampa Bay team. Yeah. That that Tampa Bay one specific, I think you need to add someone with levity. Because I, I think that Tom Brady had that leadership quality that, that was and just that air of belief. That's so fair. That lowers that that lowers it a little bit. But I think, like you said, if Aaron Rodgers walks through that door, if Russell Wilson walks through that door, if uh-huh. Big Ben, honestly, if he maybe yeah. Before, before the season, back before he kind of looked at me. Maybe. maybe even Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, it's interesting. But the Seattle one, I just – it doesn't make sense that they don't. No, yeah. I think it was him. I think he's kind of doing that thing where he's calling out ownership and saying, fucking do something or I'm not ever resigning here. Yeah. And they love him in Seattle. Like, yeah. My aunt and uncle and my cousin live in Seattle and you know, he's the best thing that's ever happened to that city. I also think that he's the type of player that if he left and correct me if I'm wrong, but what this does when you call out your team like this and you're right and you're correct, you're not just like bitching. Mm -hmm. You are allowing yourself the leverage to leave and the fans to not hate you, but to hate the organization. It's a really smart play. And, but you're right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he just bounces, fans could hate him. Like, you know, every time he shows up, they like, like LeBron, right? Like if LeBron had maybe been outspoken for a couple years before leaving Cleveland saying, please put people behind me. I want to win championships here. I want to bring championships to Cleveland. And then they not do it. And then he left you wouldn't have seen people like burning LeBron jerseys. They did it because he just kind of fucking left. Yeah. I, I hated that whole thing, but I will say you can tell LeBron learned a shitload too, because he did it. He's done it differently each and every yep. time. <laughs> yep. It's, it's about the gratitude. And I think Russell Wilson is doing it in the way that just gives him options in the future. And it probably isn't this year, but that's why I have that question mark. Okay. And my last one, which 
is really interesting to me and I'm torn by whether I like it or not because I've been very outspoken on this podcast and saying that I do not think this person on this team can win a Super Bowl and that would be Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> if you guys can't see Dan's face, but it's exactly what I, I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because And the only reason you think about this is because Dallas and Jerry Jones is the type to do something fucking ridiculous. I agree. I just, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see Dak like healthy for a year with this, like totally. with this team. I want to see it. Here's what I will say. This season, I think showed me a little bit though, that Zeke maybe isn't who we thought he was. That's fair. He's kind of a little bitch. I, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I think he could kill <laughs> me with one punch. But like, and this is coming from a bitter fantasy owner, by the way, too. That's fair. I, you know, he had he his outperformed. I hollered at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I'm fucking saying, dude, I had my fourth overall pick on the bench willingly in fantasy he reminds me of leonard fournette in the sense that like you have to some like i think the talent is there he's just like unmotivated and can easily just mentally be shut down and that's it so like i'll just even use the guy i just mentioned flip-flop him and raheem mostert like a picture mostert on the cowboys with dak and those receivers Wow. Yeah. And so I don't know. I have always been and will be a Dak believer. But like I said, it's not like they can turn down a Deshaun Watson move or an Aaron Rodgers move. That's they, what I, yeah, they, that's what I heard. They can't draft anybody, obviously. No. Matt it's Ryan about trade. It's about whether or not I mean, we we talk about this all the time. Jerry Jones might die tomorrow. It you know, he and he's the type that does not give a fuck about what happens after he's gone he wants to party as a super bowl champion again like mm-hmm. that's that's what his dying wish is so there's only he, like four or five guys that could be that guy and deshaun watson's one of them I i'm agree. surprised that we haven't heard that they haven't gone fucking all out for him it is weird because like you can throw in amari cooper now at this point in time like yeah. You know, now that CeeDee Lamb is who he is, like, or Michael Gallup you can throw in there and some draft picks in Dak, totally. obviously. And so then Dak could then take this next year off to heal that horrific injury, come back with some draft picks and a receiver too and uh-huh. make his name in Houston. And, I mean, he's young enough to where that is a that is a deal if I'm Houston I would consider, especially if you're giving me, like, six draft picks, yeah. which I think they would do. Mm-hmm. A first and a second for three years and Dak. And Deshaun, but that's and then Deshaun legacy wise to be the guy that could come back in and lead the Cowboys to glory. Like it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Anyway, that that that's what's left because we've got the, the staying puts as Arizona, Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincy, Kansas City, Minnesota. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Um, LA Chargers, Cleveland, Tennessee. Tampa Bay and the New York football giants. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> yeah. All those is like the Vikings. Grant, This is just speaking as the Vikings. I feel are another one that they wouldn't turn down a deal, but who, how, who would make one? 
that's that's the issue though Kirk Cousins is overpaid he's I I'll keep saying it like I mean I think he's better than like Jared Goff yeah he is and it's just he's not gonna I don't see us re we gave him that little extension and I don't see him getting another one no and if we how have much, another rough long? year, like we went seven and nine, if we have another rough year, I'm afraid that we could start to see a blow up. Ooh, he's oh God, he's another front runner kind of quarterback. Like he needs when he's doing well, he feeds off that. But like and, but, and well he looks him. good too. Like the second yeah. half of the season, he played really well. Yeah. No, he. But that's been his thing. The amazing thing to me that he got rid of. Or the interceptions <laughs> they the went away thing. almost crazy but it's it is the like i don't know it's it's weird and it's also the relationships that he's had with his wide receivers have been strange yeah we were like whatever the terminology we want to use here but we'll just say blessed that Diggs went away and we were able to replace him with justin jefferson dude i mean between him and Thielen, like you guys got that's that's the other thing is, he had weapons. Yeah, man. So, Kyle Rudolph, it sounds like, is fairly pissed off. I want him to stay, but we also have Irv Smith Jr. as a tight end. That's not bad. No, he's got, good. We got Dalvin, obviously, fucking stud. Our, you know, Daniil Hunter will be back next year. And like I said, I'm still now just more bummed out we fucking traded in Gakwe because it was just a premature move. But, you know, we were one in five at the time. Right. But so then, like, now it's flipping around to your team. Mm-hmm. How many more years does DJ have? One. I think so, too. I believe that if he has, especially with the new, with our new head coach, he, if he, well, let me take that. Mm, no, it's still one. Sorry, I'm figuring this out of my head. Yeah. If, if he's got a because we were decimated by injuries as well. Yeah. So you know, if I don't know. Yeah, one. <laughs> I like, agree. Even if there's injuries, I don't know. With Joe Judge there, I think that's what it is. Cause it's not his guy. Yeah. I just think with even with a without a even if Saquon's not healthy. But I think especially with a healthy Saquon, he's got to win that division. And he he's shown flashes, sure. Yeah, and I like Ingram. Obviously, I like Sterling Shepard. I like who's the guy that kind of came on towards the end of the year. Um, Slayton. Yeah, I like him. Obviously, Saquon's huge. Obviously, defense played well for Joe Judge. That's what I was gonna say. I love the we love the coach here at HTAP. Mm -hmm. So basically, then. I want to ask you and or just throw out a few names then, right? To like, keep- and you know what? Now that I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm sitting here, and I think I almost out of like I just assumed to put them there. I would put the Giants under maybe because they've got like the 12th or 13th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. If and being that like, I don't think that they're gonna do it, but being that DJ is not Joe Judge's guy. If the guy that maybe Joe Judge falls in love with one of the rookie quarterbacks, yeah, and if he's there at what is it thirteen or fourteen, wherever we're picking, maybe he fucking takes him. 
Dude. And he trades away Daniel Jones for like a third rounder, and he's like, fuck it, let's move on. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know, man. <laughs> By the way, that Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's about to be our second pick in the draft. Yeah, he is. Insane. All right. So a few okay. names then that, of course, I'm curious about. Jameis. Does Jameis just become our Saints starter next year? Does he sign another one-year deal? I think so. I think they're going to – listen, I think Sean Payton's going to get creative with quarterbacks in that. Like, I think he's going to have both him and what's his butt? Taysom. Yeah. I think so too. I think though that Sean Payton did an okay move this year by ruling out Taysom Hill as a franchise starting quarterback. No, yeah, and I don't think he is. And I yeah, think we know that, that, but that but now that argument's gone, which I yeah. like. I don't see who how else they get it. Like unless Drew Brees doesn't retire. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be Jameis. Yep. Sam Darnold is an interesting one. I know you want him. Um, I want him to have a shot. Yeah, I I think I've heard of like anybody that like watches game film that I've like heard be an analyst on, you know, any sports show has said that he has gotten that he is legit and he needs to start somewhere. And so that just if anything, that scares me for whoever has to be under center in New York. But both teams just need a refresh, dude. And so like I said, I I I can't I just want him to have a shot. That's all. And interesting. The, the Alex Smith one is interesting to me. Sorry, I'm scrolling a little bit here. I don't know where he starts off. Alex Smith doesn't he won't start. start. He won't start. And let the only place he would start is Washington. Yeah. San Francisco, you know, because like where does Jimmy GQ go? I think he's a similar situation. The only way he starts is if they trade him to Houston and that's who Houston has. <laughs> yeah, no, that because I think you're right there because Jimmy's a very similar Jared Goff to me. Yeah, so if, like I think Detroit is giving Jared Goff his shot at like proving that he's something, and I think well, it that's turns out that their new GM was in the LA office, so they love him. And that's fair. And like, maybe, I mean, Jared Goff has shown moments, but here's the thing I always think about Jared Goff. Like when, when Sean McVay got to LA, they, you know, showed and people started saying like, Oh, look what happens when you have a decent coach. But I remember that whole first year, like Sean McVay literally talked to him about everything that he needed to do. Like right up until he was allowed to like every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like he would tell him the protections and where he needed to look and like all this shit. And so I think Jaragov never took a step past that. Yeah. And so that's what we saw. So I don't know if maybe he figures it out in Detroit or what, but I don't know, man, looking at Jimmy G it's. I don't know. I don't think he's a starter either. Interesting. And isn't that wild to say because he's won so many games too that he's started? That is what's crazy. Is like, <laughs> and this is the difference between he him and like Beat Hard and like anybody else that started for Christian Bethard, but... <laughs> I, I fuck with Nick Mullins a little bit. But here's the thing. Like when he started for San Francisco in the last few years, they won like 78% of their games or some shit. And when he didn't, they won like 30%. So there's something there. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. I yeah. still don't think he's a starter. Maybe. I don't either, but he might turn into the guy that like gets picked up as a backup and then ends up starting because whoever was a starter sucks. Yeah. We'll see where our guy fits magic goes. That'll be interesting as always. He wants to stick around. Yeah. So do you think here's one last thing and then All we right. can move on. Does if Miami does not get to Sean Watson, like two is staying there. Like they're not going to like, yeah, there's no way they're going to like, but because that would be the only situation where I can see why like they would trade him. Like and it also said, yes. And it sounds like from the people talking in Miami, they're like, two is our guy. Unless <laughs> that makes sense. Like, yeah. like if you're like it. weighing your two options, it's like, Oh, twist my fucking arm. Like, yeah, I would. I mean, there aren't many guys. I would like, that's the other thing that they keep talking about. I'm like 90% of the league should have called Houston. Yeah, absolutely. And just been like, look, is is there anything that would make this work? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not many teams that that wouldn't be an upgrade for. But anyway, cool. What else you got? I don't have much else. I just wanted to say thanks for doing this with me, buddy. It's been fun. It's I been a lot it. of fun. We got a lot yeah. out of it. Like I said, I think we kind of watch the airwaves. And yeah. if we ever feel we need to pop back up and talk some shit, we should. And like I said, I think April you know draft time will be a big part of that sounds good man i'll be back in la in april so that's a big part yeah. and then we can do like a definitely something around the draft we can definitely oh. do something around our quarterback carousel once we have some updates i love the draft so i'm excited i'm so yeah i'm so, can't wait dude i this season's been great thank you to yeah. our guests we had on absolutely uh, we'll, we'll probably start doing that again agreed jared bonner kelly mcclendon stupid fucking tony gasper and then mike Coob and steven murley held it and is that it oh there was one more our boy timmy lally oh my god <laughs> thanks to timmy for our artwork thanks to my buddy yep. abel for the theme music and uh yeah buddy thank you we did it we finished the season and yeah we'll talk to everyone here again soon word all right later peeps Say something